Hi everyone and welcome to episode 136 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl as always and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys! Final Fantasy 15 is out! Oh my god, I can't believe it. It is actually out. I know, it's actually out, it's actually being played and uh... Yeah. It's a miracle. I know. It's like Christmas came early. It seriously did. So yeah, this episode we're going to be talking about, I guess, our experiences so far, which will, I guess, probably be different to a lot of people's. Yeah, we're a bit behind, so forgive us. um, We're celebrating our daughter's first birthday, and um, it happened to fall right on the release date, so November 29th. So we decided that we weren't going to... We, well, we, we had were, no choice. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't really anything to do with our daughter's no. birthday. No, we didn't. But we could have done. Like, that's the thing. We were debating whether or not to bring the PlayStation 4 with us, but we decided that, no, we we didn't want to be distracted. We wanted to enjoy our holiday as well. And um, I'm happy we did because she's so... Oh, I love her so much. But anyway, we'll get on to that in a second. Yes. We have so much to talk about. We about do. why we haven't been playing Final Fantasy XV, which <sighs> is a, a We're weird, such bad fans. It's a weird topic to talk about. Good parents, bad fans. I, I, I like that, though. <laughs> it's not our fault. No, it's not our it's fault. It's not. All right. Um, yeah, so before we go into that, for new, new folks, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. <laughs> we have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on the iTunes store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Yay! Patreon time now, so this is to shout out everyone who has paid $2.50 or more per episode. First up, we have Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Then we have... Christian Burge. We've got Joey Hinkle at Oren Darkrend. Lewis James. Satria J.S. Adama at Satria 625 Ruben. Skylar Lovelace. William Tringove at Varnas Texture. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Harley Crawley at Dark ZT Okami. Jonathan Gonzalez at... Oh, it's just Johnny. <laughs> That's such a cute name. Um, Josh McNabb at J2K9. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at Z Duranto 58. Alex Troutman at Akira Namjin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Genesis Alejandro at Junisan7. Jason Rivera at Neo Archaic. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Chris Russell at The Ninja Max. Manning Franks at Like underscore Peyton. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mohammed Kayum. Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Neck95. Rachel Casterton at Urba Young Ray. The Tanitas at V underscore Tron5000. And Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Yay! Thank you guys! We really appreciate it and yes, yes, everything that you guys do for us and allow us to do, really. So, yeah, um, this is going to be an interesting one, I guess, because we did talk about it on the last episode that we weren't sure what was going to happen on this episode. And yep. it may end up being quite short because of what's happened <laughs> since the last episode. But yeah, we um, we obviously were in America for the last two weeks yes. around the release date of Final Fantasy fifteen, which was a pain for us because... We'd booked the holiday before the delay. Uh, we knew yeah. we were going to be back seeing uh, Lauren's family in the States for we Thanksgiving. We actually like planned it as well. So we had our event on September 10th and we were just like, all right, so we can't go in September because we have the event. And then we also have Final Fantasy 15 coming out on the 30th. And we we're just like, okay, well... If that's the case, why don't we just try and go for Allie's birthday because my family wasn't there for her birth and I just thought it would be a good milestone for her to be over there for her first birthday. And then a delay happened and then we just cried. Um, <laughs> it was just, oh, it was so unlucky. But um, I mean, you know, 
daughter's birthday versus Final Fantasy 15. I know people were messaging us and saying it's been 10 years, but you know what? Your daughter's first birthday only comes once. So, so yeah, we did have the the option of taking over our PS4 and, and playing it while we're out there, but yeah. it was just like, well, I can wait. Yeah. I can wait. And I guess the whole thing was that we knew that this situation was going to be occurring. It wasn't like yeah. other people who had their uh, copies delayed in the post and then were just kind of chomping at the bit trying to get it. Yeah. We knew in advance that we weren't going to be able to play the game until we got back, which was Friday evening. But I don't think we started playing it until Saturday. No. But um, either way, I mean, yeah, uh, to be honest, thinking of how much we had carrying with us, because we brought over like three suitcases, I don't even know how the PlayStation 4 would have fit. No. Like that would have been just a nightmare to try and carry that and Ali and everything else that we had to carry. So either way, logistically, it wouldn't have worked either way. Um, but yeah, no, now we have it. Um, it was actually really funny, though, because like basically we had it on Amazon and we had it sent to my in-laws house instead because we knew they'd be home. And um, we went to their house and that they were just like, oh, nothing came in the post for you because um, Daryl asked and they actually thought that I had bought Daryl something because it was in my name. And uh, so they were trying to hide it from Daryl, but not from me. And we were just like, well, wait, it should have come by now. Like, why is it not here yet? And then they were just like, oh, well, something came for you. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's fine then. Sorry, that might have been really confusing. But yeah, so... Basically, I ordered the game in Lauren's yeah. name and sent it to my parents' house while we, as we weren't here. And then I asked for it, but they thought that Lauren had actually bought me a Christmas present secretly. Yes. So didn't tell me that anything had come for me because yeah. nothing had come for me. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so confusing. But it was fun. It but was anyway, funny. yeah. Um, also, before any of this happened, Lauren also read all the spoilers because the whole... Peru- <sighs> I mean, it was kind of annoying. The whole point of these simultaneous releases is that the story gets protected somewhat by yeah. the the the, every, the fact that everybody's yeah. playing it at once because in the past japan has always had the game first everyone's always played through the game and especially now with youtube and reddit and yeah. all those things the story just gets leaked way in advance whereas yeah. in the past it never really did so much and so obviously peru broke the street date by like two weeks or something which ridiculous. is just ridiculous like that was just so crazy and then people were streaming it and obviously the story got leaked straight away um and Lauren can't contain herself, bless her. I can't. I honestly can't. I am a serial spoiler. I have a problem. It's not that I have no intention of playing the game. I absolutely have intentions on playing the game. And the spoilers that I've read are general things like this happened, blah. So I don't actually know how it gets to that point. I haven't really watched a lot of the cutscenes. But like, yeah, I just... I don't know. I really wanted to see how the story went. And it's how I am with most games. Like, honestly, I, I spoiled Type Zero for myself. I spoiled... Um, I, I The first thing I played of Final Fantasy X was the ending. Um, I've spoiled movies for myself. Like, I knew exactly what happened in the Harry Potter series before I even watched it. And I didn't mind... But, like, I don't try and spoil it for other people. I know that other people are passionate about it. You don't try. And passionate about... You say oh, things. Shush. You say things. I don't and say I'm just a like, lot. Oh, really? I say things that I think are general knowledge, and then I find out that they aren't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I generally... I, I won't come out and say things, because um, I know it's it's not respectful to other people who want to have it. And it's it's made things interesting, because while Lauren is actively looking to ruin the story for herself... <laughs> I am the complete opposite. So yeah. despite the fact that we've been covering Final Fantasy 15 and Versus 13 all this time, 
I have protected myself from the story to no end. And I don't know how I've been able to do it. No, me neither. But I I literally know nothing aside from like the core details that have been I haven't even watched the I watched the Omen trailer, but I didn't watch yeah. any trailer after that point because I knew they'd start doing stuff. Mm. Obviously I've watched Kingsglaive, which didn't really spoil anything. No. But I've I've protected myself from a lot of the things in the game. Which is good because I want to go in there completely fresh. So basically, once the Peru thing started happening, I just went lockdown. Yeah. I didn't check any comments on YouTube really. Lauren has been the arbiter. <laughs> I haven't checked any websites. I have no idea what the um, critical or public like, reception of the game is at the moment. I've gone to great lengths to protect Daryl's as well. I will say I've even watched like the YouTube videos that I've watched or the stuff that I've like sort of spoiled for myself. I've looked on an, on my other account. So like I'm I'm that dedicated to keeping Daryl from doing the spoilers. But allow me to first explain myself with the spoiling. Spoiling for me does not ruin the story. Spoiling for me actually excites me about the story. I like to see how things happen just because I get more excited about it. And honestly, this is the most excited I've been for Final Fantasy 15 during its entire development. I just like to know what's coming just so that I can emotionally prepare myself. Because you know for a fact, Daryl, that I will sob my eyes out regardless of what happens, regardless of me knowing. It's true. I will sob my eyes out. I cried so much. I didn't know that much about Type Zero, but when you played it for review and I watched the ending, well, I didn't even watch the ending. You told me what happened and I bawled like a baby, <laughs> didn't I? I was just like, I, why did that happen? No, I, I played it for you the next morning. Yeah, you did. And I cried again. Um, <laughs> like I, it doesn't emotionally affect me at all. Like it doesn't, or sorry, it doesn't change how it emotionally affects me at all. If something is played out well, I will get emotionally affected. I just like to know what happens just cause, just cause. I mean, the only thing I didn't spoil for myself was near. And I am kind of happy I didn't. Like, I'm happy that I mean, I knew kind of what was going to happen, but I, the only thing I didn't spoil for myself was the, um, the what's it called? It's the Kine thing with grandma, that I, whole sequence. And I cried for half an hour. I don't so know that's if, the how thing you as well. It wastes my time. Because the, the, it's so confusing. Like, it even is. once you've played the game and you've gone through everything, like. But I didn't actively go check, is what I'm saying. But that part with, uh, Kine and grandma, like, I. I bawled for half an hour, and that's just a waste of my time now. <laughs> I can't play through a game without knowing and then ball for half an hour. I can't do that. I need to play through the game. But either way, so just to clear the air, I'm not I'm not some malicious troll. I just this is just what I do. This is just me. It's just it's well, just it's, me. It's the whole thing. You don't ruin it for anyone else, so it's, no. it's fine. And I think yeah as i said i like to protect myself from everything and i i like the surprises i like the shocks i don't like to know how things are going to go and for me it's really i guess from what i do know that's when it becomes curious for me because i'm thinking i'm about 10 hours in the moment i'm on chapter three mm -hmm. and um i know obviously certain things i based on what i've seen in kingsclave but it's interesting how they're introducing elements to the story i, I have no idea what's going to play out i have no idea how things are going to resolve and to me that's interesting because i I want to try and see if I can predict how it's going to go or yeah. or like whether or not my hunch is going to be right. Because as Lauren's been saying recently to me, like there's certain things in Final Fantasy games that just never happen. Like you never have a good guy who turns bad. I don't know if that's going to happen in this game. I'm yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going off on this whole tangent, wasn't I? Because I was just like, there's something that's missing from Final Fantasy games, and that's like somebody who's been really manipulative that you have no clue. You have no clue that they're evil. Think about all the Final Fantasy games. You pretty much know right off the bat when somebody is evil. Seymour Guado, like, you hear his music, you know he's evil for certain. I mean, even with Arden, like, you know that he's you know that he's evil. You know that he is not to be trusted. Well, if you watch Kingsglaive, you know. Especially, yeah, if you watch Kingsglaive, which they suggest that well, you do. Well, I mean, even they in, in Final Fantasy fifteen, if you haven't watched Kingsglaive, they introduce him as Suspicious Stranger. It's like, why don't you just... Like, they almost just spoil it for themselves anyway. Because you just, like, let... I, I don't know. But no, that was just something I was sort of thinking about. Because in Final Fantasy VIII, you know that Adia is evil. You know that Seafer is going like, to come at you. It's not like Metal Gear. No. Say, where like you meet people and you have really no idea but you know that the snake is being manipulated somehow well the thing that i was thinking was about like fallout series like you think there's so many twisted people who you kind of trust in fallout and all of a sudden you're just kind of like oh wait hold on because what what brought it up for me was you were driving down the road and you saw some you saw somebody who was broken down and i was just like what it would be really cool if like that guy was actually like evil and like did something to screw up your thing i i know that sounds horrible but like it would be interesting if that if you choosing to help that guy actually set off something that was not quite right but the don't you don't really get that in Final Fantasy. like they're all either evil or they're evil and they're going to be good or they're just good and just stupid like you know the, there's never like a there's never any twists in terms of that way, but that's like a complete side t- tangent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've got very far yet. I don't know how many chapters there are, but yeah, like I, I've, I've really enjoyed what I've played so far, though. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to play it through naturally. Like if I was reviewing the game and I got it in advance, I'd probably be trying to get through the story as quickly as possible. Yeah. But I'm just trying to do side quests. I'm trying to do hunts. I'm, I'm progressing, I guess, at a natural pace for me. Which is, I guess, decent still. I don't. I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea how long the game is. I I actually have no preconceptions. Yeah. And I've, as I said, I've really enjoyed everything I've played so far. The only bit that I thought was strange was the Kingsglaive montage. Like it just oh, that was really weird. Odd. <clears throat> it just didn't. They didn't provide any any details. They just showed clips and. Yeah, it was just it was just random. Because uh, after after we saw it, and then you have the scene with Noctis where it's like saying, "Oh, what's happened?" Blah blah. blah. It's like, why did that Kingsglaive sequence even need to happen? They could it was have just, just a trailer. Yeah, I, and they're, they're, well, they've had a couple of extra bits afterwards since as well. But again, it's just scenes from Kingsglaive. Yeah, and they don't need to exist. What they did do that I liked with the Kingsglaive time was when they when Droughtus was there. Like that mm. that for me was cool because I'm like, oh, oh. oh. I know what happens with him. But, like, aside from like, the actual just clips and stuff, it's just like, why? It just felt out of place. Yeah. Because there wasn't even really any sound of properly. No, it was just it was music, just... really. But no, it, yeah, it just seemed like it was just kind of like, all right, uh, guys, I need a montage of what happens in Kingsleeve. All right, go. Thank you. And that was it. Like, just nothing else. It, it was just really lazy, almost. And I guess the other thing that we were, well, I was thinking, because uh, Lauren hasn't really, she's kind of been watching bits yeah bits. um the game started off really slowly mm. like i was trying to think i knew back about of, that like final fantasy 7 8 9 
they all started off with a bang. They all started off with something big happened. Like, you know, Final Fantasy VII, you've got the opening bombing mission. Final Fantasy VIII, you've got the Dalit mission. And you've got Ifrit and all that other stuff. Um, Final Fantasy IX, you've got the whole Prima Vista escape. And then you've got the um, ice forest uh, where Blank gets um, petrified. Even in the earlier games, though, like Final Fantasy IV, you have the destruction of Rydia's town. Final Fantasy I, you have to fight Garland. Final Fantasy I, you have to fight Garland. Final Fantasy VI, you have the whole thing with Terra and Locke. Like, you know, you it's all intense. The only one that I guess that isn't, isn't that eventful is probably Final Fantasy III because it just kind of starts. There's not really anything that happens that much. Like, you meet the characters. But, like, for Final Fantasy 15 yeah you're you're pushing a car even Final Fantasy 13 has like an epic opening where you get branded Alyssi and the whole thing happens with Sarah and that and that stuff moms sort are of tough happens. moms are tough yeah that that whole scene happens but like Final Fantasy 15 it just kind of starts well no it starts with that weird scene with um Ignis and Gladiolus and yeah the prologue this could have been done so much better. And I was saying this to Dara. I mean, we keep comparing it to Uncharted 2, where it's that whole scene with um, uh, Drake and he's fallen off the cliff in the train and he's really down and out. Like he is, he has reached his lowest part. This doesn't actually happen until you're more than halfway through the game, yep. pretty much. Yep. This works so well because... You just see Drake. He's down and out. He's injured. He has nothing on him. There's some enemies coming at him. Um, he has like almost no weapons. You have to pick them up, don't you? You sort of learn the basic controls of the game, that sort of thing. With Final Fantasy 15, it gives you no context whatsoever. It gives you absolutely no, nothing. It's just a guy sitting in a chair, and then you got some guy who looks nothing like Noctis but is Noctis because mm. they introduce him as Noctis. Yeah. Um, and then you just walk forward and then you get attacked and then they're like, oh, let's protect Noctis and then fade to black. Yeah. They could have done something like Noctis is severely injured. His friends are fighting around him and you hear like the main villain's voice coming in and like telling you about sort of general things about like how the story is going to play out. Well, they even, like, other games as well, They when they do those kind of scenes, it's at the beginning, like, I think God of War have done it, where you're super powerful. Exactly. Like, you get to play with these superpowers, and then you get you it get taken away. You get them all taken away. And, but you kind of know what you're going to strive towards. Yeah. And you're, like, desperate to get back to that level. But this, it was just so, it, it wasn't thought out at all. Like, this this opening was just not, it just wasn't good. It, um, I mean, sort of knowing where where you go from myself like i know i know sort of how how everything's going to lead to and like looking at this they just it was such a missed opportunity for them to really get you engrossed in what exactly is going to happen and it's such a shame because like i mean you think about like the omen trailer like even that would have been like a better opening than what happened in reality like that was really well directed again it's always it's a final fantasy thing like there is usually an opening cutscene mm. that is beast yeah like final fantasy 10's blitzball trailer yeah like, other world is just liberi fatali liberi fatali and even that that preview stuff that's going to happen later in the game it's like each one of them has had sort of stuff that like some sort of foreshadowing of what's to happen but it's made sense um, I guess the only one is, is Final Fantasy VII didn't really... I mean, they showed... You had cloud, they showed the, the life stream, and they, they showed Cloud Aeris. going into the city. Yeah. 
that was like the intro but yeah but that worked yeah and you know it's just yeah that that's that's one of the things that we were really sort of disappointed about with regards to Fall Fantasy 15 and that you would have seen in um Platinum Demo as well or, or sorry not Platinum Demo uh, Judgment Disc it's weird as well because I said I'm about 10 hours in and I think a lot of the previews that they did were 15 hours <coughs> right and then the mm-hmm. original previews were about four hours people got to play mm-hmm. four hours you do nothing no you do you like do a couple of side quests you could probably do a bit of the story like you can't really progress that far at all mm. like what I it's just a bit strange. I don't know yeah. what like if I'd, have, if I'd have gone to go into, in that direction. If I'd have gone to preview the game and they were like, "Oh, you can play the first four hours," I would have probably come out thinking, "All right, yeah, I, I want to play more," mm. but I don't really know what this represents because I don't yeah. even think you, unless you really booked it, you might not have been able to get any of the armager weapons in that time. Like if you actually just skipped all side quests and everything around that, I don't know how underleveled you'd be, mm. um, but. Yeah, like I don't think you'd even get to the first dungeon where you where you meet Core. Yeah, like I don't think you really get that far at all. I think you do. I think you might do the first one. I think in um, well, at least in Judgment Disc. But um, but no, it's just. I mean, <laughs> as much as it pains me to say, I think Conan was a bit on the mark on the money when he made his sort of criticisms of Final Fantasy Fifteen because it doesn't. It's not really that exciting. It's, it's not that exciting yet. And it really needs to be that. If you want to draw in new people, it really needs to have that punch in the beginning. Because first timers, I mean, the first timers who played Final Fantasy VII, they actually had something they could sink their teeth into and be like, wow, this is really epic. Then again, though, but... I guess something like Fallout. Fallout has that <clears throat> slow pace. Like, you kind of start... It does, but it doesn't. I mean, granted, I'm not a big Fallout like player. I've only played four, but... You have that whole opening sequence. You have that whole sequence where you're in the night, the sort of nineteen fifties, and the bomb goes off. And Skyrim, you get your head chopped off, and you meet your first. Sorry, you don't get your head chopped off. You see someone getting their head chopped off. You almost get your head chopped off, and then you see the freaking dragon. And it's like, whoa! Like that is so cool. It's just, yeah, it's it's even in Uncharted One, you have the whole sequence where you fall into the jungle and you're alone. Uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, as a, I'm enjoying it. Mm. Um, it's a fun, fun game so far, and I want to experience more, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it's not like I'm kind of oh, I I kind of got to play this. I <laughs> I don't want to compare it to Final Fantasy Thirteen, but I already I already get the impression it's it's better than that. <laughs> oh no, those be fighting words, Daryl. I thought it, it just feels better developed. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy Thirteen, I remember when I first played it at TGS two thousand nine. I guess before it would have come out, and then also the people that played the the demo that came with Adventure to Complete, like there were just presentation and technical issues that were just bad. Yeah, and I know there's similar things in Final Fantasy Fifteen, like that some of the menus, the UI is a bit weird. Uh, and I've said a couple of things to you which I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm like, why, why have they done that? That's yeah. just odd. Yeah, but. For the most part, like the way everything is presented is is pretty good. Like, yeah, I haven't really been annoyed too much by the car journeys. I think they could have made the questing system a little bit better because, mm. like, if you're saying, "Oh, uh, you, well, 
you can only accept one quest at a time and they don't appear on the map unless you've <coughs> accepted them. But, mm, that's a bit annoying. Uh, so well, you can't, you, you, you can't do list. like a whole... No, no, there's a whole list. They're all okay. open at the same time. But unless you uh, select it, the pointer doesn't appear on the map. Uh, so if you just look at the map in general, you don't see like, oh, there's a quest here, 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 here. So you so, can't like sort of plan out, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 this. No, you have to... Oh, that's like, a bit annoying roughly know where the quests are and cycle through them but then the map jumps around to an mm. on like a zoomed in point so you don't really get a reference point um of where everything is oh, it's a, a bit strange yeah but um whereas in something like skyrim you can at least like see where everything is on the map initially and you can choose where to go based off of where everything is yeah and like at the moment i've got like I don't know, 10 15 quests open so. and you've been having trouble with the fast fast travel as well oh it's the same kind of thing like you can you have once you've been to a parking garage, you can then fast travel to that location for ten gil, which is mm-hmm. nice. But again, you don't like because when you're selecting the parking garages to fast travel to, you can't see what quests are near there. So you've got to look in advance at the quest where the quest takes place. See if there's any garages near there. Get the name of the garage and then find the garage in the fast travel list. So it's a bit convoluted, but I mean it works. Yeah, yeah, it works. It's just not as not as nice as you would have like hoped it would be, I guess. No. Not as fluid as something like Fallout would be or um, Skyrim. No, and it's just. Small... I hate to keep comparing it to those two, but it's essentially that. It's kind just of game. small things that they could have fixed up that would have made it a bit better. Yeah. But I guess I mean the good thing is that from the one thing I have seen is that it already sold five million copies on the first day. Yeah. That's Which crazy. shows that their marketing, their mass marketing campaign worked really yeah, well. Yeah, they shoved it in everybody's face, like, completely. I don't know the ter- like the breakdown by territory. I just saw 5 million because I think that's all they released. Watching them all be in London. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, how much did they freaking do in this country? Like, it's, it was astounding. I don't know how much they did for, like, Final Fantasy 15. Or, sorry, Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 13 in this country. But it seems like Tabata really loves England. Or, yeah, no, they do. Yeah, because, like, I mean, he did 15, the restaurant over here. Um, they did have a launch event. They had another, they had a premiere um, event with IGN where, like, a ton of people could meet Tabata. Yeah, the Kingsglaive screening. And then the they had the screening. time with Odeon where you could go and watch Kingsglaive. Yeah, like, and watch the IGN premiere as well. But it's just like, whoa, okay, thanks. I mean, granted, they do love the East Coast of America as well because they had the whole Uncovered event, but... I mean, Tabata likes us more. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, but yeah, no, they, they did so much freaking marketing for this game. But yeah, it'll be interesting because I, I did a video on YouTube where I did the sales predictions mm-hmm. um, based on previous performance of games. I didn't really judge too much about, obviously, they've done a lot of marketing for Final Fantasy XV. They've really tried to push it out there. And so I'm, I, I put a little bit of uplift on that. Yeah. But... I mean, Final Fantasy XIII arrived at in a similar time because Final Fantasy XII wasn't that well-received by the community. Yeah. Um, we had the same question marks when XV's arriving that we had when is arriving. Like, is this going to be the game that revitalized the franchise? Is it going to be a return to form for what everyone likes? Blah, 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 blah. It sold really well, but mm-hmm. the reception wasn't there to support it. And obviously, since then, we've had thirteen two Lightning Returns which have kind of diminished things somewhat. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because if Final Fantasy XV does sell really well and it is critically acclaimed and it does work, do well with the community, it wouldn't surprise me if they announce the next game pretty soon. 
yeah. and try and pump that out to ride that crest because, I mean, essentially that's what they did before. Yeah, I think it's pretty much safe to say that they're going to do Final Fantasy 16. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. But I do I do find it really interesting that it's almost as if um, Tabata took a leaf out of Final Fantasy 14 as well because just the way that it plays out, it just reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy 14 in the sense that you have... Um, these quests that you go on. I know that's generally like an open world game anyway, but like it seems like they've sort of gone back to what Final Fantasy twelve was, but Final Fantasy twelve was too early for its time and now gone forward and decided, you know what, no, we're going to go back to the Final Fantasy twelve way we're gonna update it, make it more like a modern MMO, uh on the modern open world game and just sort of go along with that. And a lot of the marketing as well has been similar to what they've been doing with Final Fantasy XIV. They've just really shown that they're happy about the game. Whereas, like, I don't know. I mean, I think there's still hype for Kingdom Hearts 3. But if we compare the two, I mean, they've said, like, nothing on Kingdom Hearts 3. Probably because of Final Fantasy, thir- uh, Final Fantasy XV. But it almost seems as though Nomura... I mean, I know Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to sell. But it almost seems like Nomura's kind of stuck in the Dark Ages still, like, compared to what Tabata's done? I guess done? we'll have to see. I mean, the, the one advantage that Nomura's had is that he's de- he's basically developed a load of tester games. Yeah. So, like, he's been gradually improving. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the reason, like, because obviously Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, and then he... I mean, he openly said that the the ones that he was releasing for the handheld consoles were to test out systems to see what worked, what didn't. Yeah. And there wasn't as much of a um, risk associated to doing on those platforms. It will be really interesting, though, to compare the sales between Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to sell nowhere near as many. No. But, I mean, Final Fantasy XV sells a ton. Like, it's just, it will Kingdom be interesting. Hearts games haven't sold that much. They sell okay, but yeah. they're not like... But then is that because of the marketing? Because they don't say like anything about Kingdom Hearts games. The, only, the most they do is they release trailers and they, they rarely do anything for the fans that well. I think well. this one's going to change because, don't forget, Disney are becoming more active. So they've they had it at Disney events. And... So maybe that's, maybe that's part of the reason why. But I mean... I don't know. I just um I think that no more I think that this is a testament to Tabata really got it right in what he was doing. Granted, us as news posters and um followers of the game, we got a bit tired <laughs> of writing so much and just seeing so much of Final Fantasy 15 everywhere, but really, I mean, he got the word out and it shows in the numbers. He did, and even like the annoying things like the Moogles and the backtracks and the the weird comments that he's made and um, like jumping the gun on pre-planned announcements. Mm-hmm. Everything he did, it's one of those things where it's like all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Even the delay has probably helped him. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, as much as I was like sort of thinking in the, in the past when we were doing this like is this actually going to work is this actually going to work i think i think it did i mean he sold the game he he sold it like he sold it really well um and it can only go up from here really but um but yeah i also wonder what they're gonna do with tabata i mean are, is he gonna do another Final Fantasy game now, or is he going to be sidelined? Well, no, no, they're already they've already been recruiting for I think the last six months for his next game. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to be, but um, they're already working on his next game. Yeah. A small part of me hopes that it's like something really like 
We can talk Epic. about that another time. No, ooh, I really hope that. Yeah, no. But yeah, I think that's we're gonna have to round out of there because we're on a strict schedule. And, yes, we are. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, as we kind of alluded, we only flew back like two days ago. We've had our sleep schedule messed up because our daughter <sighs> doesn't like the change in time no, zone. No, she's not a fan of it. Bless her. And I've been trying to play fifteen as much as possible, but we just wanted to put an episode out basically because it's it's a crazy time for us right now and also because we're not really going to be able to do our next episode yeah so we're gonna be moving we're gonna it's a similar like so we're gonna preface like we did last episode we're planning to actually be moving house when the next episode comes out so we're um, crazy it may be uh brandon and churro filling in for Mm -hmm. us giving us their impressions of final fantasy 15 yeah and then um next year at the start of next year we'll do like a full-on Final Fantasy 15 episode. Yeah, definitely. Because we yeah. will have played it by then. Yes, yes. Hopefully I'll get some time, especially over the break um, for Christmas to play the game. But yeah, no, we're oh, it's just it's just manic in, in our house right now. It's just manic. We haven't even packed anything yet and we're moving in like two weeks. Yeah. That's how great our life is. That's how amazing <laughs> we are. That's how amazing and dedicated we are. But yeah, no, hopefully... Yeah, we, I mean, Square Enix will be on the back burner, hopefully, for a little while, since Fall Fantasy 15 is now out. Um, hopefully, they don't hurt us too much. In They're the going to announce month. the next game tomorrow. No. <laughs> More Final Fantasy 7 remake news. No! Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, should be interesting. All right. So, yeah. Music for this episode is not from Final Fantasy 15. I Aww, didn't have man. any time to actually look for Aww. a new track. Daryl's honestly, you had one job. No, you actually had 20, but you had one that was very important. So I've gone back to the old classic. It's my my favorite arranger, Zircon, uh, and it's an arrangement of Devil's Lab from Final Fantasy VI. <gasps> oh, yeah. your favorite song. I know. Your favorite. Me- I was surprised how early that came in Final Fantasy VI, to be honest, because that sounds like it would be like a last dungeon type song, but... Devil's Lab's awesome. It is really good. It's really, really good. But yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 20th of December. Fingers crossed. Uh, Fingers crossed. We have no idea in what form it will arrive, but it will arrive. That's one note I will say, though, and I know that you're going to kill me for saying it, but the music in Final Fantasy XV is so good. Oh, yeah, no, that's actually... Yoko Shimomura has done so well I with this soundtrack. I am just... There have been a few different instances of the Dawn theme come in. Yeah. And I'm like, they end in weird ways. Mm. Like, none, none of them have actually gone into the full Dawn suite yet. They've all cut off. But I think, like, the the one when you get the first armager weapon, like, it just it goes to the swell and then just cuts to silence. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's a bit strange. But no, like, the music is kind of up in kind of, yeah, come on, yeah. come on. All right, calm down. They had Lunastein play as well at some point. But again, it cut. It cut before the bit I like. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Square Enix. But um, that's why I but think this... No, I, I thought I was going to be sick of it because we've heard the freaking Fantastica, whatever it's called, so many times in the trailers. The but they actually slowed it down in some sequences. And I actually have not had my burning hatred for that song. It's repetitiveness. It's been nice. It's been nice. And the prelude, I mean, they brought back some tracks. Yeah, I, I won't go into it too much because I know we're trying to cut this down. I don't but... like the car radio implementation, though. No, no, you don't. Unless I'm missing something. You can't, sl- there's no track list. You can't select a track. You have to <gasps> cycle through the whole thing. I need to, 
Select a track. Right, um, okay, yeah. So be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on iTunes to get the next couple of episodes where you'll get impressions of the game full on, where we've actually played it properly. Uh, and just search for Final Fantasy on iTunes um, and Final Fantasy Union on YouTube if you want to find out more about us. Yes. If you enjoy what we do, also please be sure to subscribe on Patreon and support us there. Um, for $1, you get the Please Be Excited, which is going to come out very soon, featuring Brandon and Chiro. Um, and that's pretty much it from us. So, bye guys. Yeah, I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FunnelFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>